Hello and welcome back to Shamelessly Unapologetic with me, your host, Alana Pinsky. So as I promised, this week's episode is all about toxic workplaces and just unapologetically moving along from those workplaces. So I have gotten a bunch of stories from Instagram that y'all have sent to me and I wanted to be able to share some of those crazy situations with y'all, my responses to it, and then I will share one of my biggest toxic work situations in my life and I think that will kind of wrap up this episode. But before I even wrap up an episode, let's go ahead and start the episode. So I thought this would just be really fun to share some of y'all's experiences since I've been waiting to do this. And I'm really happy that I finally have stuff from you guys. So thank you so much for sending these in to me. So basically the way that this had gotten started was I had made a TikTok where there was this girl who said, tell me about a time where your workplace was toxic AF. And I had responded back to it. And then on my Instagram story, I said, tell me about a time that you were in a toxic work environment. And so many of you popped off and I loved it. So why don't we go ahead and start one that actually was a reply on my TikTok. And then I'll actually get into the Instagram responses. But someone had replied back to my TikTok saying, my first job in San Francisco, the CFO hated professional attire so I got yelled at it for wearing a business suit to work y'all can you just imagine how fucking ridiculous that is it's like you should be able to wear whatever you want to work if business professional attire makes you more comfortable even if you're in a casual environment who cares literally I, I, I just can't and here's the thing like in the San Francisco Bay Area, a lot of workplace environments are very casual and very laid back. So you could get away with wearing jeans and a t-shirt if you wanted to. I end up wearing leggings to work a lot along with like a sweatshirt. I really don't care because at the end of the day, what you wear doesn't make you any less professional. It's more about how you present yourself in terms of your behavior and not based off your appearance. And Don't even get me started with just like appearance and what's professional, what's not professional. I think that is something that was literally made up by white people because anything that wasn't considered natural looking is considered to not be normal. And it literally was a way to kind of cater towards white comfort, which is what I absolutely hate about looking professional because what you wear or what kind of makeup you wear, what kind of tattoos you have, it doesn't affect on how well you're going to do your job. So I wanted to thank that person for commenting that because that is just so stupid and it's not offensive at all if you want to wear a business suit to work in a casual environment. Like, who cares? The next one said, it got to the point of micromanaging where they didn't trust us to do our own work. And I can tell you, I know this feeling way too well. Um, So the company that I had shot on in my TikTok is literally the company that was full of micromanaging and they didn't trust anybody. And I cannot wait to roast my whole company because, oh my God, gosh, I have a lot to say. But yeah, I totally get it when it comes to micromanaging. It's super toxic. And a lot of times when people micromanage, it's based off of their own anxiety and they feel like that their employees aren't going to get their work done. And it's basically... A management problem and not an employee problem. So that's something you got to remember at the end of the day. This next one said, one of my bosses asked me if I was a citizen. Uh, LOL, like 
I am dark skinned and I'm from Rhode Island. So they hired her and they had absolutely no right to ask her that. So here's the thing. Um, so the only time it's okay to ask somebody what their work authorization status in the U.S. is when you're interviewing people for jobs because some people, or not some people, some companies cannot sponsor visas. So that is why they ask that. They just want to see if they're able to hire you because they may not have the money to support your visa. And honestly, it's just easier for them to hire citizens or people who have green cards. So that's the only time where it is legal and acceptable to ask that. But to just assume somebody isn't a citizen based off the color of their skin is trash. And that's absolutely disgusting. And so for this person, I am absolutely so sorry that this happened to you. You can totally be a person of color who is born in America. And it just sucks that racism and profiling is still alive and well, especially within the workplace. So once again, I am so sorry that happened to you. Another one said, when a senior asked my colleague if I was the missus. <laughs> nope, sorry, I work here. Ugh, I really wish I knew more context of this job. Like I wanted to know where this person was working, where they were assumed that they were the married wife. But at the end of the day, that's still not an acceptable thing to say to somebody if they're the missus and just assuming that she's like a stay-at-home wife who doesn't have a job and she's considered that homemaker. It is not 1950. We are in 2021. Women are allowed to have jobs and be in the workforce. And that's crazy. And I am so sorry that this happened to you. Like that is gross. Let's see. What else do we have? So this person sent me a quick story. So she said, when I worked at blank company, I was severely underpaid. I made half of what other people and organizations made. And to top it off, my supervisor threatened to fire me while pregnant for not being able to lift 25 pounds in the office. Plus, when I returned to work and asked for a salary increase of even $5,000, I was denied and left to make pennies. Horrible. Most recently, I was in an amazing job. But when the CEO was let go, they hired someone overseas in Israel to manage us. And she was like working with a brick. No personality and hard as hell. Oh, and... After blank, all of that happened after they knew I had a miscarriage because I literally started to miscarry at work. That is really sad. I absolutely cannot stand it when employers are not understanding of pregnancy or when they're not aware of fam family medical leave. Pregnancy is a natural thing, right? And women should not be penalized for getting pregnant. Because that is a very normal part of life to happen. And there's also workers' rights put into play when, when people have to take parental leave to care for their kid. And they're aware of how much time they have off for that. And then they are expected to go back to the workplace once their leave is over. I think it's absolutely horrible that she was threatened for not being able to pick up 25 pounds when she was very pregnant. I understand job requirements may ask you to be able to lift up to 25 pounds. But when you're pregnant, you're kind of disabled in a way. And that's going to impair your strength and what you can and cannot do with your body. And pregnancy should be that one exception to where you may not be able to do your job duty and you may need some assistance with that. 
and I really feel for this person and I'm so happy that you are not at this company anymore. Another thing that I can say is working for a Jewish organization is a mess. They are they're so, so, so messy or at least they can be. I don't think I've met anyone who's had a very positive experience working at a Jewish organization. And I'm saying this because I'm Jewish and a lot of it at the time, it's been very toxic and it's been very unorganized based off my friend's experiences. So unfortunately, I can't say I'm very surprised with what happened here. But thank you so much for sharing this story. So this next one happened on a farm. At a horse farm in Afton, I was constantly micromanaged. At times, I was verbally abused. Every single time I had one day off a week, mind you, I was working 12-hour days for not even minimum wage because I lived there for free. I would come back to a notebook full of notes about how I needed to spread the shavings in the stall or how I needed to roll the hose a certain way. It was insane. And then when I quit because they didn't give me the raise they promised me, they went around telling people I was a shitty worker when I was the longest employee they had ever had. I was there for a year and a half. Everyone else quit within a month or two because the owner was just awful. Damn. So, yeah, I definitely see all the micromanagement that happened there. And that really sucks that you were probably one of their most dedicated workers. You see this and hear this all the time where people have really devoted their time to wherever they're working at and they constantly get treated like shit and people don't see the value in them. I am so sorry that you were verbally abused and that you were literally micromanaged and your every move was constantly watched and they would literally nitpick any kind of mistake that you made when it was a very minor thing. I am really sorry. Glad you're out and yeah, that's I think that's kind of really just everything I have to say. Even even the farms are toxic, y'all. Even the farms are toxic. So this person said that they were micromanaged. Their duties changed constantly. They hated their boss, but they loved their coworkers, though. Yep, I've been there. I've done that all from the same company that I'm going to talk about in a little bit. Micromanagement, as we know, is horrible. But you could work with the most amazing people who kind of make going to your job worth it. But Yeah, this literally sounds like my exact situation that happened to me two years ago. And it's crazy to think that that was literally two years ago. Damn. When they count your bathroom breaks. Jeez. Like, really? Are people not allowed to go to the bathroom anymore? This is what really frustrates me. It's like going to the bathroom is a natural thing. We have to do that. If we do not go to the bathroom regularly, our bodies are literally going to bother us and it's very healthy to go to the bathroom especially after you eat lunch or after you drink a lot of water you may have to pee a ton it really sucks to see that management believes that their employees are using their bathroom breaks just as a way to escape their work i don't think that's the case whatsoever it's like if you need to go to the bathroom go to the bathroom Because you don't know what a person's going through when it comes to their physical health. And sometimes they may have to go to the bathroom more than others. Sometimes they may eat something that upsets their stomach. And like I mentioned, again, if they drink a ton of water, it's going to cause them to pee again. And we shouldn't penalize people and tell them to not drink a lot of water because it makes them pee a ton. That's absolutely unfair. So God forbid that you have to use the bathroom when you need to. Yeah, I think that's absolutely toxic. 
This next one said, the CEO made us choose between lunch and exercise. We were a fitness startup. Oh my God, this. Okay, so not taking a lunch break at startups is absolutely common. A lot of times they will force you to work through them and you will get judged when you want to take your lunch break because they're going to see it as a way of you not working. It's called lunch break for a reason. Notice how the word break is in there. (laughs) I also experienced this at my company and it's not fun when you have to sit at your desk and eat your food and you don't get a little tiny break to yourself. 30 minutes isn't a lot of time. Lunch breaks go by so fast. And I just wish that startups could be more mindful of people's mental well-being and being understanding that people need to take breaks and constantly having to be productive and work all the time is very, very unhealthy. I am very against the hustle culture and I believe that it doesn't benefit anyone. So this doesn't surprise me. I've seen this and heard this many times where people have to choose between their well-being and their physical health and also being able to take a lunch break. That's very disheartening, 100%. Uh, (laughs) So this is somebody that I went to college with. This is kind of funny. So they said, I punted a 12-pack of tacos across the lobby at the school that we went to for a manager calling me a retard. While that is very aggressive, um, being called the R word is absolutely not okay. I know if someone had called me the R word, I would absolutely be offended 100%. And also, even if I had a disability, I still wouldn't want to be called that at all because it's a very degrading word. And it's absolutely hateful to say something like that. I think people who use that word want to have power over somebody else. And using that kind of language is absolutely not cool. So while I do think your response was a little bit aggressive, um, I'm still really sorry that your manager called you that. And I hope your manager got in trouble for that. And if they didn't, unfortunately, I can't say I'm surprised because managers like to get away with a bunch of stuff because of that power trip. Seriously, if you were ever called a name like that at your place, please, please, please report that because that's absolutely not okay. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Constantly treated like a secretary despite having my own office and senior in my title. I really just hate that for you so much. I really am sorry. I I believe this was a woman that had sent this to me and... There is nothing worse than people still thinking that women who work in offices are typically known to be the secretary or the receptionist. And people keep forgetting that women can have senior executive level jobs. I really hate that for you. And again, I'm so sorry. All right, here's one. When my boss would regularly remind me that I wasn't the best or the most experienced candidate in quotes that she interviewed, but that she still chose me in quotes, as a way to manipulate me into feeling like I owned her something. Okay, so I cannot read. Wow. As a way to manipulate me into feeling like I owed her something or was less than qualified to do my job and would need to overcompensate. That is just garbage management right there. And how devaluing is that for your boss to tell you that you weren't a great candidate, but I'm going to pick you anyways because I want to take advantage of you and exploit you because I think you'll be good at that. 
that's shitty. And I really hate it when management likes to take advantage of workers. I think a lot of contract workers get taken advantage of and they're manipulated into doing a lot of things because they're technically not real employees of a company. And we see that happen from time to time again within that workspace. So I am really, really sorry that happened to you. I I hope you're out of that. I really hope you're out of that place. So this next one is really sad. There was a death in my family while working in sales for a financial institution. I asked my boss for a day off to go to the funeral. I was told maybe. Two days before the funeral, my boss leaves me a letter on my desk saying she'll give me the day off only if I make a certain amount of sales. Turns out she was using me to win some sort of competition and bargaining bereavement time to get her to win. Pretty emotionally manipulative, but anyways, that wasn't the worst part. I held up my end of the bargain, and when I got to work the day before the funeral, I see that my boss took a few days off and never approved my time off, meaning I was not going to hear from her until well after the funeral. I ran into her boss, handed him a photocopy of the letter, and said I was leaving. I went to a better job about a month after. Later, I was interviewed by the Department of Labor on their shady business practices. Oh my god. That's absolutely tragic. Sales is honestly one of the most toxic work environments ever. I think it's a very miserable workplace. It's super cutthroat. I don't understand how people love that kind of environment. I think if you are a super competitive person and you have a high ego, then you will probably thrive well in a sales position. But this is absolutely unacceptable. There's a death in the family. This person gave you a notice. This is bereavement leave. People have real lives outside of their jobs. Death is going to happen. It is a part of life, sadly. And for this boss to say, I'll only give you bereavement leave if you meet your sales goal is disgusting. And this person has no business being in a management role if they're going to try to make a competition out of somebody else's death. That is disgusting. I really hope that person was reported that, oh gosh, I'm cringing. That is probably the worst one I've heard so far. Okay, so I have two stories here. So the first one is, I was working in a call center. I had a fever and shivers, peeing blood, and was told if I left to go to the ER, I wouldn't have a job to come back to because it was a blackout day, a day where calling in is a fireball offense. I finished my shift and went to the ER and was told I waited any longer I would likely have gone into a full-blown kidney failure oh my god it's like this is horrible I just I literally have no words here when someone's health is on the line and they have to go to the hospital I'm sorry you need to be understanding I know that your business is important but if you have an employee who's about to have kidney failure you need to let them go to the hospital God damn. Here's another one. Working at a bail bond company, entry-level agents have to get licensed and essentially assist the commission agents. I was next in line, the most qualified, and worked the hardest out of the three of us that applied. The person with the least tenure who took three times to even pass his test and barely helped in the office was promoted because he was buddy-buddy with the boss. Sadly, that happens all the time. The most unqualified people always move up 
due to having a very strong connection with somebody who's higher up in the company. That happens a lot. We see it all the time. And it sucks. And I'm really, really sorry that this happened to you. I really hope you're no longer there. Here's another one. My last job was awful. I made 42K a year with a master's degree and couldn't work overtime. Regularly worked 50 hours per week and was asked to do every after hours assignment because I was the only person without kids. I was required to purchase large amounts of wine for faculty events on my personal credit card and wasn't reimbursed for over a month each time. My boss rewrote every single email draft every single email I drafted. I took PTO the day after Labor Day because my flight home didn't get in until 3 a.m. and my boss told me that doing so made it seem like I didn't really care about or needed my job. But I rarely took days off, and when I left, I had over 100 hours of sick leave left that I didn't get reimbursed for, and over 80 hours of vacation time that I didn't also get that I also didn't get reimbursed for. My direct supervisor would regularly misunderstand instructions from her boss when I questioned it, and she would yell at me, then throw me under the bus when it turned out she was doing bad when she was doing things wrong so bad this is so wrong in the legal in many ways at least I think it is so what I really don't like about this is that first of all you were discriminated against for not being a parent so they just assumed that you didn't have a life outside of work because you were single that's not okay just because you're not a parent doesn't mean that you're not a busy person with a life so that's one thing that I have an issue with Another thing that I have an issue with is the fact that you were asked to purchase a ton of wine for faculty events on your personal credit card. That should not be a thing. And the fact that it would take you a really long time for them to reimburse you. First of all, I'm glad they reimbursed you. But at the same time, you should have never had to do this in the first place. The company should have given you a company credit card to purchase the wine for that event. You were definitely taken advantage of in that situation. The fact that you were being micromanaged for all the emails that you wrote, that's a problem. You have all of these hours of paid time off and vacation, and all you were asking for was just one day off after Labor Day because you had a late night flight, and you were literally just assumed that you didn't care about your job just because you were getting in at 3 a.m., You needed to rest after that. That's totally understandable. It's not like you needed a whole week off. You literally just were asking for one day off. Oh my God, this is just so wrong in so many ways. And you definitely sound like you were very underpaid within this position. I'm really, really sorry. And I'm so happy you are out of that role. Here's another one. So it started with a small startup, only seven to eight people total. We were not allowed to leave our desk. We had to eat lunch at our desk. If we wanted to take a break just to grab a coffee or whatever, I had to ask my CEO first. Oftentimes, she would say no. If I needed more time on a project, I'd get written up. Just insane. Ultimately, I was let go. At first, I was offended that they had fired me, but it was a blessing. That environment was so bad. I only found out later that other people got fired too. No one really stays there past three to four months. That is a problem. If your company can't keep employees for more than four months, 
that is a management problem and not an employee problem. You are allowed to be an adult. If you want to quickly go to a coffee shop across the street, which would take maybe less than 30 minutes, and let's say you don't have any work, you should be able to do that. I will say my toxic company was okay with people quickly running out to get coffee. That was something that was actually okay. But it just feels like you are a child having to ask an adult for permission to like use the bathroom or go get coffee. That's absolutely insane. I'm glad you got let go from that company too because you can do better than that. And I know you're doing better than that. And I know this person's doing great things now with their time. So I'm very happy for them. So this person was working a government job at a large university. Wait, a government job at a large, it got cut off. So long story short, the supervisor called someone a porn dick and two people threatened suicide on the job. The supervisor was so traumatizing to her team that the person who replaced her apology to my mom privately about the way I was treated while there. That's just childish. To call people names like that and to threaten something incredibly damaging, the S word, and I apologize that I didn't give a trigger warning on that, but um, that's that's absolutely traumatic. That's childish. I'm glad you're out. That's literally all I have to say about this. This next person said they were working at a call center where every minute they were either not taking a call or away from their desk, it was monitored. One time they got called out for being one minute over their lunch break and they had to make it up. Oh my God, that is so dumb. It was just one minute. How like, how do you make up one minute? Oh, that's so stupid. I, I don't have anything else to say to that, but that is so stupid. This person says working at PBS. I wish this person had spilled more tea. Um, didn't know PBS was toxic, but ugh, I wish this person went into more detail. <laughs> this person's a teaching 12 year olds are brutal <laughs> middle schoolers are a whole other breed of toxicity I agree I give my whole heart out to those who are teaching middle school I think that has to be challenging in itself those poor kids are going through so much in their life and they are definitely in their most prime vulnerable state in life so I have so much respect for those who are willing to work through those kids problems because that is tough This one says in hospitals, I was always asked if I was a nurse and the guy I worked with was always the doctor. We love sexism. That's all I have to say, because roles can be reversed where women can be doctors and men can be nurses. Both are great jobs. Okay, that was the last one. I want to say thank you to everyone who had submitted those to me. I really enjoyed reading all of those. Man. I definitely thought my situation was bad, but I think some of y'all have definitely had worse situations than me. But why don't I quickly share what happened with me? So in 2019, I started this job and I thought it was going to be an amazing opportunity, right? I got training in my field and I was trained very well. They had a very good training program and I really liked the people that I was working with. The people made my job fun. I loved going into work and seeing my coworkers because they were honestly some of the best people that I've ever worked with, truly. But I want to say maybe about a month and a half in, I had a one-on-one with my boss and she was saying to me, you know, people are coming to me and they're saying that 
you seem to care a lot more about your YouTube channel than you care about this job. But I'm thinking, <laughs> what? Wait, what? And she was like, who do you want to be known for, Alana? Do you want to be known as Alana the recruiter or Alana the social media influencer? And I'm thinking, okay, first of all, why does this matter? What I do outside of my job is my personal business and it's something I do on the side and I do take a lot of pride in my social media influencing stuff. But when I'm here at this company, I set that aside and I get my work done. I am professional and there's really nothing else that I have left to say. Like who I am on social media is not who I am in the workspace. Yes, I'm going to talk about my life with other people, with my coworkers. Yes, I am going to talk about um, my hobbies and my passions and how much my YouTube channel means to me. And I usually talk about that when I have like breaks in between to just quickly talk to my coworkers or if it's during lunch. That's usually when I talk about stuff like that. And then she had accused me saying that I wasn't happy at the company. I said, no, that's not true. What makes you think that I'm not happy at the company? And she was just saying, well, just some people just get this vibe that you don't seem to be happy here. And I said, listen, I'm very grateful to be here. And I'm not sure if it's because maybe if it's my body language or I have resting bitch face and I do apologize. But I want you to just understand that I really do care about this company and you guys have nothing to worry about. She was making a big deal about nothing. You know, I had to defend myself, obviously. And I just felt like this conversation was so stupid and petty. And I don't think people were talking about me like people in my company. It was management that had all these stupid concerns. And she just kind of wanted to make it seem like, oh, your coworkers are talking about you. No, mm -mm, management was talking about me. So that was like the first red flag. Another red flag that we had in my company is that we couldn't leave at 5 p.m. or 5.30 p.m. If we were to leave that early, and I'm saying this in quotes, people would be like, or not people, management would be like, that's it? You're done for the day? You don't have any more work left? What? You should always be working. Like, there's always more work to be doing. And basically... You weren't really allowed to leave until like 6 p.m. It was even better if you left at 6.30 p.m. That's late. I have to go to the gym afterwards and I won't get back until like 9 p.m. My days are already really long and working at this job in this office made my days very draining. So I found that to be another red flag where you were being controlled of when you couldn't leave the office. We're not kindergartners. <laughs> we were adults and we were being treated like children. I felt like I was starting to be working at a daycare. And within five months of working at my company, I was starting to feel kind of unhappy and I was starting to think about leaving my job. Let's see. So there was one time my manager called me out for not being able to reach a specific goal within one of my roles. And he went off on me. And I was having a hard time because I had a very difficult client and candidates simply were not interested in this role. And I was literally doing my best to hit my metrics. So he raises his voice 
in front of the whole entire office to hear. And I got kind of defensive and he told me that I was being very disrespectful and I almost wanted to cry. So the next day I asked if we could have a meeting so I could talk to him and tell him how I felt because as your as my manager, you should be open to feedback and being able to hear my side of the story and why I was upset with something, right? So we had a meeting and basically I was gaslit and he told me that I was being disrespectful and that really hurt and I broke down crying in front of him because I felt very powerless. Your job shouldn't make you cry. If your boss is making you cry, that is a sign that you are in a toxic work environment. My company or my old company has terrible reviews on Glassdoor. Terrible reviews. Apparently, my company got even worse after I left. And the pandemic completely changed the game for my company. And I know that my fellow peers who were working there were being overworked and they couldn't take it anymore. Even one of my colleagues who was all for this company. He loved working there. And it wasn't until the pandemic started where he really started to hate working there. And he opened his eyes and realized, oh my God, I see why everyone else is hating this company now because it's affecting me now too. So I was gaslit for a ton of things. Anytime I had feedback um, about like a recruitment process that I didn't agree with because it just seemed really unethical or shady, I spoke up about it in our meetings in front of everyone and I was basically silenced and they would always find a way to tell me that my way of thinking was not correct and that I was being really unrealistic and that I was basically being too loud and opinionated and that hurt. I always just felt like my feedback was never taken into consideration. I kind of felt like I was dealing with some form of misogyny at my company and that didn't feel very good at all. So let's see. There was another time where and this is where I was almost being kicked out of the company. So I had this new position because a lot of my roles were dying and I was asking management to please give me more roles because I didn't have a lot of productivity at my job and I was getting bored and I needed stuff to do. And so I finally got a new role that I was very excited to work on. And candidates were just simply not interested in this company. I was having a very hard time getting candidates to schedule interviews with me. And when I did talk to candidates and I sent them to my client, they weren't getting accepted to move forward to the next stage. So our CTO pulled me aside and said, you've been struggling. You haven't made a placement since July. And I feel like your heart really isn't into this company at all. And he basically gave me an ultimatum saying that I had two weeks to get my shit together. Otherwise, we would need to talk about my exit from this company. And I'm thinking, okay, don't worry. Like, I can do this. So then he sets up a really unrealistic expectation for me where he wants me to get 10 accepts in a week from this specific client. I was doing my best and I thought, okay, that's absolutely unrealistic. 
And I tried to tell him that. And he said, no, it's not unrealistic. This is your job. You need to be doing it. And I was doing my job. It's not my fault that this client is boring and nobody wants to fucking work for this client. (laughs) So I still did my best. You know, I was like, okay, challenge accepted. I'm still going to try and get these 10 accepts. I did not hit that goal, but I was told that I had two weeks to prove the CTO wrong. So next Monday rolls around and every Monday we have these meetings at 6 p.m. Nobody liked this meeting because they didn't like that the meeting was at 6 p.m. and people were forced to stay and work later. And so I was getting ready to go to the meeting and before I enter the room the CTO pulls me aside and says hey Lana can I talk to you for a minute and I just thought maybe he wanted an update from that role specifically he wanted to know how I was doing and turns out he was saying so yeah this isn't working out we're just gonna let you go and I said wait a minute I thought I had two weeks and he goes well I changed my mind this is clearly not a fit and Then what I said is, okay, fine, I get it. And so what I did is I popped off on him and I said, you need to change the culture of this company. This place is toxic. And there's a reason why people have been leaving this company because they've been treated like shit. In May, there was a mass exodus from my company where a bunch of people left and they started getting jobs at another company. And so We had a long meeting about this because they ended up working for one of our clients and that's actually not really allowed. And so my company had to terminate their contract with that company because there was a trust issue and everything. So there was a lot of legal things that went on with it as well. And so they talked shit about a bunch of the people who had left the organization and I found that to be extremely unprofessional and very unfair What company does that? So anytime a person who chose to resign from their position or who was fired for some silly, petty reason, they were talked poorly about the next day by management. So I called that out right to the CTO and I said, you need to stop doing that because it leaves a bad taste in people's mouth. And it makes people feel like when they choose to leave the company that they're going to get talked shit about and that they're not going to be respected when they decide to part ways from the company. So he said, "Okay, I had no idea this was going on. Thank you for your feedback. And so he tried to cut me off. And so he said, well, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go into that meeting and announce your resignation. So basically, I was forced to resign so they could give me severance. He said, before we go into this meeting, I need to know what you're going to say. So basically, I was being filtered on what I had to say because I didn't want to make the company look bad. And looking back on this now... I would have lied to his face and said, "Okay, this is what I'm going to say. And then I go into the meeting and I just speak my goddamn fucking mind. And I would have said, run, bitches, run. You're in a toxic environment. Wake up. This company doesn't care about you. I've been forced to resign for unfair reasons. It's going to happen to you next. Just take my word for it. I would have been more than happy to humiliate the company. But at the end of the day, I really didn't want to leave a bad taste in their mouth because I had to rely on this company for a reference. So I guess it's best that I didn't do that because I knew my manager was actually okay with me using him as a reference. I didn't even get to say goodbye to my manager. He wasn't the one that was going to fire me. He didn't fire me. I don't think he knew it was coming 
But then he was told afterwards that I was getting fired. So I didn't even get to say goodbye to him. So I sent him a really nice text message saying, you know, hey, thanks for everything. Because even though I had one really bad tiff with my manager, um, I didn't think he was a horrible boss. I do think there were things that he could have done to be a better boss and he could have been more understanding and not have a high ego with such a huge competitive mindset. But I do think he is a good person. I just wish that he had a little bit more empathy for other people. He said, you know, you can always use me as a reference. And he thought nothing bad of me. So that was nice. But I felt like my departure was a little bit messy. But I tried I tried my hardest to leave in the classiest manner that I could. I was very humiliated. And I felt like a dog who had her tail between her legs with her head down walking out of that office being forced to resign in front of the whole entire company. I said goodbye to everyone at that meeting and I walked out and didn't look back. It sucked. I never want people to be in a toxic work environment. And I know it can be really hard to let go of a toxic workspace because you rely on it for a source of income. Keep applying to jobs behind their back. I really hope that you are able to recognize red flags in a company when you see them and tell yourself it's time to leave. You deserve so much better. You deserve to be cared about. You deserve to not be micromanaged. You deserve everything to be valued and treated with respect by your employer. That is my story. I've even made a whole YouTube video about when I lost that job and how I was forced to leave San Francisco and I share that story in such a raw and vulnerable state. I may have missed out a couple of details, but you can always go back to that YouTube video and watch it. Some things I've said are very similar to what I've shared here. And then I also just express my deep raw feelings on how I was treated at that company. So yeah, this is me unapologetically walking away from toxic work environments. Even if I was let go, it's still a win because I'm at a better opportunity now where I'm cared about, I am valued, and I work for people who don't micromanage me, who entrust that I'm getting my work done. And they really value a work-life balance. And I work for a company that works on something very cool. And it is my highest paying job to the state. I feel like I'm going to do very well in my life. And I'm excited to see where this journey in my current company takes me. And so far, it's been a very positive experience after being there for a month now. So I'm going to end on that note. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Shamelessly Unapologetic. If you ever want to share your unapologetic experiences and you want me to anonymously read them on the podcast before I get into an episode, please send your submissions to shamelesslyunapologeticpodcast at gmail.com or feel free to DM me at shamelesslyunapologetic on Instagram and also make sure you give it a follow while you do so as well. With that, I will see you next week with a brand new episode. Bye.